Blog Talk Radio. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, John Bon Jovial. Welcome aboard, folks. Join us for our Valentine's Day special. Happy Valentine's Day to each of you out there. And thank you so much for joining us on the show where you get to pick the awards. And we are in the heart of the awards season, aren't we? I mean, we've got awards happening all over the place. We've got protests of awards. We've got protests against the protests. I, the whole world is falling apart. We've got those other awards tomorrow night uh, that I, I think uh, what they are, aren't they, uh, John Bon Jovial, aren't they awards for the people who have previously uh, appeared on shows like ours and then become so big I, and famous that they have to have a special show out in Hollywood or something like that? I, I think so. The the gramophone awards or something like that. The, yeah, uh, they, yeah. The 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 granular awards. No, I, I think uh, yeah, they, the first time grandma grandma and grandpa phone or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The grain silo awards. Uh, <laughs> oh no, no, no. That's well. well no, wait that's a minute. No, we, for farmers only. I don't know. <laughs> you know, in all fairness, we we do have to tip our hat to the Grammy Awards, and uh, we have our own. Uh, special and quite attractive young lady who will be uh, reporting to us shortly from Los Angeles and the Grammy Awards. Nikki Chris is out there, and she will be joining us to uh, talk about all the excitement that's been going on. I've been looking at some of her pictures, and uh, she is definitely in the swing of things, and I'm looking forward to be able to talk with her and have her share a little bit of what's going on. Uh, I want to thank you again for joining us, and I want to thank also, as we always do, uh, the Titty Bingo Band from Texas, deep in the heart of Texas, they provide us our theme song, and uh, we're going to have to get them back on the show here pretty soon. We uh, haven't had them in a while, and I also want to send out, all of us here at the David Bowers Awards want to send out a hello and special wish to Randy of Titty Bingo, who has been going through some health problems, and he is recovering quite well, hopes to be back at work. As a matter of fact, he's hoping to be back at work this week, and we wish him the very best. Hope he is back at work, and uh, can't wait to have the uh, boys from Titty Bingo back on the show. Again, as I said, this is the show where you get to pick the awards. There's no nominations, no phony nominating committees, no politicking or anything else. It's just if you think somebody's done something incredibly great or incredibly stupid, and you think they deserve an award for it, you write us and tell us why. Drop a line to david at thedavidbowers.com and uh, put awards in the subject line. And uh, who knows, you may get to hear your award broadcast around the world on our show. And uh, we're going to get right to our show. First, I do want to take a moment out. There was a uh, rather tragic occurrence in the music world earlier today. Uh, there was a, uh, a UK band that was traveling in Sweden, had an unfortunate accident that took the lives of all the band members and their managers, the band Viola Beach from the United Kingdom. And uh, all of us want to extend 
our wishes and condolences to the band, their families, their fans, and all their followers as well. A very sad note and uh, terrible, we, terrible uh, happening. We want you to know that our hearts are with us. We have a lot of listeners over there in the UK and Europe, and uh, we want you to know that we are thinking of you uh, in this in this sorrow, sorrowful time. Um, moving on, we want to shout out to some of our friends, so keep your uh, notepads handy. You may want to take notes of some of these. Our first The David Bowers Award for this month goes to... Uh, it goes to an organization co-founded by Paul Oakenfield, the first ever ceremony celebrating electronic music. Dance music is going prime time, April 23rd, the first ever Electronic Music Awards and Foundation show. will air on Fox, and the producers announced this uh, about a week ago in Los Angeles. The production company TV4 Entertainment and electronic music luminary Paul Oakenfield, they're Together working on a new genre-specific award show. Just what we need, another award show. <laughs> Yippee! This will, this will air as an hour-long special April 23rd at 8 o'clock on Fox. And I am presuming, although they don't specify, I'm presuming it's going to be 8 o'clock Eastern time. But uh, that's not a guarantee. So uh, check your local schedules. Put, uh, put a note on your calendar for April 23rd and check your local uh, TV Fox schedules, and uh, they will. then you'll uh, get a chance to watch it. Filming will be April 14th at the SLS Hotel in Los Angeles. The inaugural ceremony promises to spotlight the biggest artists and executives in electronic music and also raise money and awareness for various causes, which is always a good thing. The show will feature red carpet coverage, as they all do, awards presentations, interviews, live performances, and probably more hype than we know what to do with. And uh, before we move on any further, I'm told by our, uh, by our technician, Nick the Geek, that uh, we have... Nikki Chris on the line right now from Los Angeles, and I'm going to open up the line to her and welcome her aboard. Happy Valentine's Day, Nikki. Happy Valentine's Day, David. How are you? Doing just fine, thank you. The important question is, how are you? I am doing fantastic. I'm actually standing outside one of my networking events. Um, which is what I've been doing out here in L.A., getting ready for the Grammys tomorrow, and it's been absolutely fantastic. Oh, and it's 80 degrees. Just thought I'd let you know. Oh, that is so awesome. And I know our friends back in the Northeast are really envious of you. And, of course, we've heard for years. I I remember growing up in the Northeast, up in upstate New York, and watching the Rose Parade on New Year's Day and thinking, my gosh, how can they be out there in shirt sleeves in the middle of at the beginning of January? But uh, having lived in Southern California for 30 years, I know exactly how beautiful it can be. Seen some of your pictures that you've been posting, some exciting stuff. Tell us first. Who have you been able to meet so far? So most of the people that I've been um, meeting are, I have actually uh, several friends that have been nominated for Grammys this year. So um, I have two particular friends that uh, had some networking events that are in the uh, New Age category for the best New Age album. And that's Paul Alaveros and uh, Ron Corb. And then also, um, I think I posted some pictures of Ricky Cage 
and Mr. Kellerman, they won the Grammy last year for Best New Age Album, and Mutter is also up again this year for Best Instrumental Album. So I've been hanging with some pretty awesome people, and it's been wonderful just meeting all the various different um, musicians and artists from all over the world. Uh, I'm sure it is. Now, I have to ask you this one. I have to ask you, Nikki, have you met Jared yet? No. <laughs> oh, darn. No, I not. <laughs> now, for, for our listeners, Nikki had mentioned to me that she had hoped to be able to get to meet Jared Leto while she was out there. And I told her if she met him before the show, to be sure and bring him along with her when she called in. So what's on the agenda for the rest of today, Nikki? So the rest of today, like I mentioned, I'm currently at a network Hellerman, and then um, we are actually uh, planning on taking the afternoon off and going to maybe drive up to Zuma Beach or Malibu and just kind of hang out and be a tourist for the afternoon. Uh, it's 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 a shame that they don't have any events to keep you busy and that you're going to be sitting around yes. bored all afternoon. But yes, but I mean tomorrow's going to be crazy because there's there's three Grammy events tomorrow, so we're going to be in our high heel shoes probably from ten o'clock in the morning until two a.m. So the next you know, it's morning. good to have a yeah, good to have a little bit of downtime just to relax. Yes, it is, and what better way, what better way and place to do just that than the beaches of Southern California? I, I am in envy of you. <laughs> now, yes, tell us, tell us, tell us what your association personally is with the Grammys. Um, my personal link to the Grammys. Well, I am a voting Grammy member. I am a member of the Recording Academy, so um, I do get to uh, vote on who actually gets a Grammy, but I've actually had several um, songs placed in um, various categories over the past three years, which um, has been, you know, pretty significant because it's not everybody gets on the ballot to even be considered for a Grammy. Um, so that's my main connection to it. And then while I'm out here, I'm currently promoting my latest single that I released in January, You've Got a Hold on Me. So I'm really pushing that with everybody that I'm meeting. Absolutely, and what a what a great song it is! And uh, that was, uh, if I'm if I'm correct now, I get a lot of details that I have to keep track of here. That was used in a movie, was it not? No. So you're thinking of "Picture Yourself," which we released ah, last okay. year. Yeah, but um, the new one actually, we are hoping that maybe it might get picked up for a film. Um, but nothing yet, but it was based off of um, the Fifty Shades of Grey book. So, it's, oh, okay. you know, it's that it's that type of Ellie Goulding pop EDM type song. Gotcha. I, I knew I remembered that you had one of your songs was used in a movie, and I apologize for getting them confused. But, hey, That's I confuse okay. easily. What can I say? <laughs> now, about tomorrow night. Do you uh, do you know the seating arrangements uh, yet? Will we be able to when they do the audience shots? Will we be able to find you there? 
Oh, I don't think you'll be able to find me unless you have binoculars because, um, you know, Grammy tickets are not very easy to come by. So um, I was lucky enough to actually get tickets, but um, they are in the uh, third tier. So we'll be pretty high up. I don't think you'll be able to see us if they pan the audience, but, you know, that's, that's fine with me because I can actually say that I've been there. So that's all that matters. Absolutely. Go to the Grammys and get high. I mean, what more? <laughs> Fantastic. I, I, I do. I do mean it sincerely. We are in envy of you. I have been to the uh, I have been to the Grammy location on awards day. I've never been I've never participated in any of the events. And it's wonderful having you tell us about all that's going on and just you know, just hearing the excitement and pride in your voice, because I know that it's uh, that it is, in fact, a very big deal and it's very special to you as it should be. Congratulations yep. on even being in the nominating process, because, as you said, not everybody gets there. And uh, in spite of uh, it being more or less a little bit of a cliche now, uh, just being in the nominating process is an award all of itself, and uh, we congratulate you on that. We wish you the very best. To you uh, coming back and seeing us, you've got some new music you're working on? Um, yes, uh, we have lots of new things in the works at the moment. Um, I actually have about four or five songs that um, we're just waiting to track, and then we're currently even writing more, so... Um, I don't know if I'll have an album out this year or not, but we'll definitely be releasing singles along the way um, throughout the next couple of months. So lots of exciting things going on. Absolutely. And you will come back and share some with us, I hope. Absolutely. You know I will. Fantastic. Nikki, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule out there uh, and away from the beach to come and share with us. And we look forward <laughs> to you coming on the show real soon and uh, telling us about your music and also maybe a little bit about some of the activities that went on on Grammy Day. Thank you again. All Nikki, right. Chris, You're ladies welcome. and gentlemen. Thanks, David. Have a great time, Nikki. So glad you could stop yeah, thanks, by. Thanks, David. I will. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great to have Nikki talking to us direct from uh, L.A. and the Grammy ceremonies and parties and uh, all the stuff that's going on out there. It is, a, it is a madhouse, and she's absolutely right. She will be probably from, well, she said 10 o'clock in the morning. I have a sneaky suspicion she'll be starting before that and uh, well into the next morning because that's how those things go. And without any further ado, I'm... Uh, we're going to save this for a little bit later. I know our first guest is online already, and we don't want to keep the man waiting because Lauren Anthony is a very busy man. He is, uh, among other things, he's very involved with the children and children's activities and working with the youth of the Navajo Nation, and we want to bring him in as a as a uh, well, as a leader of children, as well as a rock musician, the uh, the front man for Bloodline, the rock group, and also as an actor, having appeared in uh, several motion pictures, uh, among which I remember specifically the uh, Lone Ranger. He was uh, in the dance scene of that movie, but he also has a uh, a tie-in with a more recent movie, and we're going to bring him on right now and talk to him about that. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Lauren Anthony. Welcome aboard, Lauren. Hey, good to be here, here, guys. How you doing? Doing well. How you doing? Oh, we're doing just fine. Now, I I have a uh, a little birdie told me that uh, we have a first for Lauren and probably a first for this show. I'm I'm not sure if uh, John or if John Bon Jovial or Nick the Geek have uh, experimented with this or not, but I'm told by my little birdie friend that uh, this is the first time you've ever done an interview fully naked. That is correct. I'm, re- I'm <laughs> fully naked. I decided uh, I'm going I'm to bear all today and um, might as well uh, just lay it all out there. <laughs> well, well, we are. Yeah, da- we are. David, I just got to thank you for creating a vision. I, I don't know if I want to see it or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I mean, if you're going to do firsts, you're going to do firsts. And uh, we are proud and happy that you're with us today. And we're also very thankful that we're not video yet. We are trying to get set yeah. up so we can go video. And we'll have to have you come back on that if our. Uh, if our technician Nick the Geek can uh, actually, you know, uh, do the appropriate uh, the appropriate shots and uh, blockings that are necessary and required, but thank you for sharing that with us. And I want to get down to the main reason that uh, we're we're having you come talk to us today, other than the fact that you're a great friend and brother of ours, and uh, and we love hearing your stories. You have a specific one to tell about a. Uh, about the uh, movie Adam Sandler did called Ridiculous Six and uh, something that occurred within the production of that. Tell us about that, Lauren. Sure. Um, you want me to get dressed first? or I, It's entirely <laughs> up to you. I mean, however you're comfortable, hey, this show is, we're here for you, you know. Well, I suppose, right you know, if you're going to be naked, then the land of enchantment is probably, there's probably no better place to do it. Hey, live <laughs> naked from Gallup, New Mexico. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Anthony. Yeah, I'm I'm totally Valentine's ready right now. There you <laughs> um, go. So tell us about this uh, <laughs> this movie. Okay. Um, well, as you guys know, um, I've been involved with movies for probably a good four years. Um, before, you know, we're doing the concert touring and um, met a lot of people throughout the throughout the touring circuit and. Um, People were telling me, you know, why don't you try out for movies? So, um, because before that, I used to do a lot of theater, and um, <clears throat> but um, once I started getting the, the my foot back in the door of, of, of the movie industry, working my way towards um, you know getting more roles and getting you know speaking roles, um, this um, project came upon me um, uh, called The Ridiculous Six, and um, when I first got approached about it, I was kind of hesitant about it, but then. Later on, producers, um, both the director, uh, the casting director had mentioned that, you know, this was going to be a respectful film, or respectful for Native Americans, because, you know, dealing with um, Native issues is is a big deal, especially when you are Native, and and you're kind of like, um, you know, scorned on certain things, and if you didn't do good enough or not enough, there's a lot of different things I had to really be careful about, but um, one being, um, I love comedy. Uh, I, I believe I'm a, I'm a funny guy and funny looking, um, and just wanted to do something cool, you know. And 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 when you're being pitched with all these um, 
uh, of cast members that are, are up there in, in the comedy circuit. It's something that just really intrigued me. Uh, so being in the part of this project, I, I agreed to, you know, going in, but was never given a script or never given um, a heads up of, of like the full um, idea of what they had in mind. They just said it was going to be a, a satire, um, comedy, uh, Western type of thing. And I was like, okay, you know, that, that's fine. Uh, so, you know, get to set and we have our wardrobe stuff. And I'm, I'm okay with, you know, <clears throat> the whole Hollywood Indian type of thing because it's been going on for so long. I mean, as far as like, you know, it's, you know they they had um, they had the idea of like okay well we're gonna have a certain tribe but they never get the tribe right they never they never do um, just like Halloween they never they never get the costumes right either <laughs> um, but um, so um, it was okay you know so you know it's out of my mind okay it's a comedy it's it's Hollywood it's what you know comes with the deal you know you take some you win you lose some you you, you win some and you take some and all that other stuff that goes along with it right so sure I, I, yeah yeah so um everybody else is getting getting dressed up and it's kind of funny you know like that's that's in my mind that at work wise like that's the only type of work it seems like you know natives can get sometimes is dressed up in these costumes and and um and it sucks because you know I know there's a lot of other talented actors who like myself, gone to acting school, gone to, you know, theater and done a lot of theater and, uh, you know, just have the skills for it. But, you know, it's just, you know, we'd go through all of that just to hoop and holler and wear fake feathers and stuff. And so it's just um, one of those weird, ironic things that we had to go through. But um, as soon as we got on set, um, you know, there was just a lot of, um, a lot of no-nos that were on there that, um, that really struck me because for me, I, I, I grew up, um, pretty traditional with my family, um, raised up to, you know, you know, the teachings, the old school teachings of, of the Native American life, especially with the way um, we go with the, the Navajo life, but the Diné life, there, there's a lot involved in it. And um, so when things on set were being desecrated, like, um, you know, teepees, you know, teepees are pretty much our church. And when you have uh more than one doorway on it, that's that's a no no. When you have scalps on top of the teepee, that's a no no. Um and then just things that were put together that um were a lot of things that were 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 breaking that that traditional point of view, um, to make it a negative. So for me that was a personal thing, um, that I felt that was like, Okay, this is something's up here and you know, as we weren't given, you know, scripts, you know, because at the time, you know, we I was just interested in being on set with a bunch of, you know, big name actors and, and, um, you know, people that I looked up to in the comedy circuit. And, and, um, so I, I, we didn't, we weren't allowed to look at the scripts, you know, so, um, but once we're on set, that's when we got a hold of the script and we're able to see what they're talking about. Right. And that was probably, probably a warning in itself. The fact that you couldn't see the scripts ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think like, oh, you guys got a contract, you guys should you know. What we we didn't have any definite like lead roles or supporting roles or anything like that. So we had no idea. I had no idea. Um, you know, we were just sold on the idea of like, okay, be on a movie with these always awesome people, and um, and um, you know, get to work again because like it, it was a pretty dry spell for a little bit. You know, not being able to find roles. I mean, you're going to auditions all the time. You're trying to find things out, and it's 
you know, it's, it's just trying to find that that director that wants to hire you for the for the role. So it's it's really difficult because it's hard, you know, as a native actor just to land anything um, that is not pertaining to western or, or satires or hooping and hollering. Um, so um, when we got the script, um, seeing what they were saying, automatically, like that was when I felt really bad about about what I was doing there, you know, because, you know, you mentioned I work with kids, you mentioned that I do a lot for the community, and I do, you know, I, I um, walk the talk here, um, you know, live sobriety, been through a lot of uh, neglect and abuse, and, and then also, you know, done a lot of damage myself, so, you know, for me to be this type of person where I'm trying to be Mr. Positive and trying to motivate people to, you know, to have a better lifestyle and get them out of where they're at to where they can better themselves. Me staying there, knowing what that script said and knowing those items that were on set being desecrated and being disrespected um, made it seem, if I stayed, it would have been okay. It would have made people I I work closely with in my hometown or in my reservation or in, in the area that, um, that they'll, they'll say, oh, Lauren's cool with it. Everything he said to me was all BS. So um, that was something that in my mind I had, to, I had to think about because, you know, I mothers, every 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 girl is a mother to me, and and we should respect uh, women such uh, and, and take care of them and protect them and honor them. Because women are sacred, and, and we should... Um, not be making fun of them the way that they had in the film and and desecrating the the names. I mean, when people are given uh, um, Native American names, the warrior names, I mean, they they have meaning to it. So when they were calling girls, where's no bra or beaver's breast, you know, those type of things. That yeah. Are, that that, per, that per, 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 perpetuates bullying in schools. And and me working with with um, closely with a lot of youth here, I know the statistics. You know, our Native American women are three times more likely to get murdered, raped, or sexually assaulted in some form or way. Um, and then on top of that, murdered. So we have a lot of cases where nobody's batting an eye about that. You know, it's it's, it's constantly happening all the time. There's a lot of um, Native um, kids and women in, in the sex trade, and that just makes that okay, too. And so then the other thing is the bullying part. I mean, we have a super high rate of suicide I, I don't. Um, I think we're like second um, to pretty much becoming first in the nation for, you know, suicides among our youth. Um, it's happening all the time. I mean, you know, even this past week, I've dealt with like four suicide attempts. So, you know, we're not working with kids. You know, trying to talk them out. You know, getting them back on sure. track and, and making sure that they're alive and making sure that they're they want to do better. So uh, um, that right there, I mean, that hit me as like as who I am, and, and that's why I decided, you know, this is not for me, this is not right, and um, uh, decided to talk to the producers and talk to the director, but they, you know, were saying that, you know, we're not, they're not going to change anything about it, and, and that if we have a problem about it, if we're so sensitive about it, then we should leave, um, you know, and, and we thought about it, and we really did, because, like, uh, you know, there was quite a few of us that were upset about it, but um, there was only a few of us that decided to go over there. The media, you know, said that there was 12 of us that went over there, which is true. But even in today, we have scouts. We have people that 
that are native that still want to please please the please the pale face or whatever you want to say it um, <laughs> you know <laughs> well i i and, can i can relate i can relate with what you're saying on several different levels i mean one uh, one way we see a lot of of the same problems that you are you know that you're telling us about we see them in in the uh, in the news with other, uh, I, I don't want to say minorities, but in, with other sections of the American populace. But the one thing I've noticed is the Native American uh, situation has not received the media coverage that, say, the uh, blacks or the Latinos or some of the other areas of our population have gotten with these problems. The attention hasn't been focused on the Native American problems nearly as much. And I can also relate in the standpoint of growing up and uh, becoming aware of uh, the Native Americans in our country. I mean, in in mine, I'm going to date myself here, and I don't really care. I've lived long enough that I can afford to admit that, hey, I'm an antique. What can I say? There's no change yet. <laughs> but I can remember growing up, and I grew up on cowboy movies, and a big factor in cowboy movies was the cowboy Indian battles. I mean, Hollywood has killed off more Native Americans than there probably have ever populated this country. But... Uh, there was a uh, a period in the 50s where I think we started to become a little more aware of the uh, of the Native Americans as a people and the fact that they weren't they weren't just a punching bag for cowboys they were a a very uh, proud and noble part of our country and my first real uh, association that I can remember becoming aware of Native Americanism, if I can use that term, uh, was through Tonto and the Lone Ranger. And uh, Tonto was a Northeasterner, as I was. He came from just across the border in Canada, uh, just across from northern New York, where I lived. And uh, Jay Silverheels was to kids of my generation. He was probably the first serious Native American role model that we had. And I remember in my own way, even as a kid, respecting him for the fact that he was one, he was a Native American for real. He wasn't a Hollywood actor painted up to look like one. And secondly, he carried a positive image. Even in you know, now they look back and uh, a lot of people will put him down for the way he characterized Native Americans. But at that particular point in time, he carried a very positive image and he was probably the first Native American hero. As a matter of fact, I can go so far as to say he was the first Native American hero that we saw on television. And uh, so I can relate with what you're saying here. And I know John Bon Jovial is anxious to get a question in on the subject, too. John Bon Jovial? Yeah. Um, hey, Lauren, it's, it, it is great to have you back again. Um, but uh, the, the question that I want to ask you, and, and this, this goes back to earlier in the conversation um, about the movie script. And uh, I'm, I'm just I'm curious, when the Ridiculous Six people – uh, refused to forward you the script in a timely fashion as maybe should be customary, what was their excuse? <clears throat> well, their excuse was that, you know, we weren't a part of the um, official cast. You know, we're, we're just basically background. We're, we're just the people that were hired to 
you know, portray the natives that we didn't have any part in the speaking area, so we didn't have any um, access to the main scripts. So that was basically that the rundown that they gave us on that. That's uh, wow. That's I mean, to me and 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 please, our listeners, you know, uh, this is meant strictly in the spirit for which it is. Did you cry bullshit on it? I did. I did because you know it's a lot of the stuff that was um, run on set was basically like you know those little kid videos of where they're doing wrestling in their backyard. And it was just like, well, we'll write the script right now. It, you know, it, it seemed like that's how they were doing everything on a whim. Um, you know, each scene was kind of just wasn't really planned out or, you know, they didn't have a good structure to what they were doing. It was, it, everything was just really unprofessional. Um, and a lot of, you know, the things that were brought up as concerns, you know, safety issues that were brought up because, you know, there was a point where they had us drawing bows and arrows, which... Um, were pointed at Danny Trejo, which were real bows and arrows and real weapons, which you shouldn't have on a SAG set. Um, and, you know, those type of things. I would think and, not. Yeah, and a lot of those people that were drawing bows and arrows, they never done that before, even though they're native. <laughs> it's like not everybody draws bows and arrows, but, you know, the people that were holding it were holding it for like 10 to 15 minutes in that one shot Ouch. Of Danny Trejo. And if anybody of those got anyone would have lost grip, it would have went straight into his chest, for sure. And I have, um, uh, I have shot a bow and arrow. It's been a few years, but uh, I know exactly what you're saying. And I sure as hell wouldn't want to be standing there holding it in position for more than no, a minute. Not, oh no, 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 no! I mean, the fatigue well, factor is just too great. Basically, basically, Lauren, what what you're saying is 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 you were drawn into this under the guise, if you will, of being a a, uh, a true Native American background, extras, if you will. And comedy is one thing, but you're saying basically they pushed the envelope way too far and to the point where it became more than comedy, it became disrespect. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is this disrespect. And, um, you know, you're disrespecting culture, people, uh, heritage, uh, way of life. Uh, when you when you comedy is supposed to be something that everybody can laugh at. Um, I know this movie could have been super funny if they included like native writers, um, a native perspective, and then add into where they actually meant what they said in their statement. Or you know when Netflix came out and said, oh well, it's a satire. Everybody's in on the joke. You know er- they said everybody's in on the joke, but the joke's on the natives on, on this part. You know. Um, right. You know, I, 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 I refuse to watch the movie. I have not, but I have heard a lot of people, you know, can't even make it in the first 10 minutes. Um, you know, it's just, it's you know, when you look at it as a whole, you know, everything that the people have gone through, I mean, it, even when I tried to relate to Adam, you know, it, I only got to talk to his direct producer, um, you know, because Adam didn't want to speak with us. And, and when I talked to him, I was like, come on, you know, this, you know, Adam, you know, you guys, all of you guys right now, you know, pretty much the Jewish and the Jewish people went to the same type of stuff the Americans did too, the genocide, you know, the Holocaust. Right, uh, sure. All these different things you should relate to it. So when I tried relating it to producers, what if your little girl came home or your little grandkid came home and she was crying because someone was calling her fever's breath or wears no bra and all the kids were making fun of her? And they said, well, it wouldn't be funny, okay? So why is it funny now? You know, and right. they, just, they just wouldn't back up about that. They wouldn't think about that. They're just like, all right, we're going to make this, you know, so... Uh, it's, well, it's disappointing, you know. 
Yeah, I, I want to commend you for taking a stand. Yeah, Absolutely. I want to commend you for taking a stand. I mean, it, it, financially, it may have cost you something, but there's certain things that transcend money and 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 pride. Mm-hmm. And, and this and, is one and, of them, yeah. and and ethics ethics are one of them, and and uh, no, ethics you, and heritage—that's great. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I know, also, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with comedy. Comedy can be great, even crude comedy. I mean, we went and saw Deadpool yesterday, which is funny as hell, and it's extremely crude in some of the jokes that are in there. But none of them, not a single one of them, were insulting to any type of person, any culture, any background, and mm-hmm. so. You know, you, you, you have to draw a fine line, and they succeeded in doing that. And it sounds to me, I haven't seen Ridiculous 6, I doubt seriously I ever will, uh, but it sounds to me like they, they were a little unclear on the concept. And, Lauren, I want to also I want to extend our uh, commendation pat on the back, if you will, because in addition to not only taking offense at this, but standing up in a uh, situation that had to be a little bit awkward to stand up and, and take a stand against the producers of the, uh, of the motion picture. In addition to doing that, you have carried it one step further by trying to make some good come out of a negative situation. You've created this song that we're going to play here in just a moment, that and as a matter of fact, we did play it last month when unfortunately you couldn't be here. And I know you've got a bunch of kids yeah. standing there waiting for you right now, so we won't keep you any longer than we have to. But uh, tell us about this parody song you did called "Walk Off on You." <laughs> okay, um, this there, there was so much negativity about it. You're right, and. Um, I didn't realize how much of an impact it, it was going to make. I, you know, at the time, I was just doing what I felt was right, what I felt was personally, you know, my own decision. And there were six others that felt the same that walked off with us. Um, so, you know, it wasn't just me. There were six others. And, and um, you know, with um, with that, I mean, there were still over 140 people that stayed um, that were still, you know, wanting to do work because – you think about being blackballed. You think about, you know, I'm getting a paycheck and I got to feed my family and this is the only work I can get. Um, and then you got to think about, you know, I don't want to piss anybody off. And, I, you know, so there's right, so many exactly. different stuff. And, and so I don't, I don't have any blame against them. Um, you know, what we did was on our own, but it, it really reached around the world um, in, a, in a big way. And it felt like a, uh, a Rosa Parks moment, you know, just um, sure. Uh, once everything came out, and it's been it's been scary because there's so much hatred, so much hatred. I mean, I I never experienced so much hatred after what had happened. You know, like the next day, you know, I was getting phone calls left and right, and uh, down to the point where people were threatening my life and threatening my family, um, just because That's... you know I'm making that that decision, and and um, it's 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 crazy um, that you know it is crazy today, and it's wrong. It's definitely wrong. We're going to uh, we're going to go ahead and play the song that you did uh, again. We're going to play it here mm-hmm. in just a second. And I want to tell the folks that uh, Lauren Anthony is on Facebook. You can find him at Lauren Anthony, L O R E N. A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. You can also find him at Fans of Bloodline. For those of you into hard rock, uh, these guys are the rockinest. And uh, Lauren. You're my hero, vocalist, bassist for a rock band, into NPC bodybuilding competition. You're a NASA power lifter, a motivational speaker, an actor, a comedian. You're uh, 
you're just a, a, a one-man hero, and I salute you as we all do here at the David Bowers Awards. We thank you for coming in and sharing this uh, this very important story with us, and we hope you'll come back and talk with us again in the near future. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Anthony. And here it is, his song about the walk-off. Listen to the lyrics carefully, folks. This is called Walk Off on You. So ridiculous, it makes me sad. I want to laugh with you, but your movies are bad. All I want to do is walk off on you. You're so out of touch, it makes my heart ache. Share genocide, murder, and hate. All I could do is walk off on you. Others need us. Nigel Steve, Lumberyard Production. <laughs> 
time when love wasn't chosen. And now I'm just hoping for more. Now I'm just reaching out for something better than I have before, girl. There ain't about a line in your world. Oh, my. Connecticut? Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Connecticut. How did you wind up getting from 
from uh, your home to our state of Connecticut? Well, uh, my mother had aunt that was living in New Haven, Connecticut. So, um, so um, some filing for like neutralized citizens and whatever. So my mother becomes citizen. She brought us over after after spending seven years in America, gaining her citizenship because she was just a green card holder. Then she sent right. her, her kids, which is us. So for the past 20 years, we've been in America now. So that is how I get from Kingston, Jamaica to Alfred Connecticut. Fantastic. Well, I, I'll tell you, I have been to Connecticut, to Hartford and the area, uh, and a beautiful part of the country. I have never been to Kingston, and I would love to get over there someday. If I get the opportunity, I'm going to call you and ask you to give me some advice of what to go, what to do and look for if I get there, Nigel. Thank you so much there. You have new music coming out. I want to be sure before I forget to uh, tell the folks they can find you on Facebook, Nigel Stevens. That's Stevens with a P-H, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. Where else can yes. they find you? Where can they find your music, Nigel? Well, um, I'm on, there's, a, there's a little site that promotes music. It's called Number One Music slash Nigel Number Stevens. Number One okay. Music. Number one and music one, slash Nigel Stevens. Gotcha. Yeah. Once you, once you press that, you can see all the nice voice going on over there fantastic and uh john bon jovial is standing by and i know he always has a question and sometimes i wait too long to get to him and i apologize to you john bon jovial step in here what have you got for nigel no 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 i've been enjoying the conversation nigel first and foremost welcome we are so glad that you're with us yeah, man, thank I, you. Um, John, before you go any further, you know, when I first heard the name, I thought he was John Bon Jovi. <laughs> well, there is, there, there is the rocker named John Bon Jovi. And, and so I know. I, John, I, bon, <laughs> John Bon Jovi appeared one day, and yeah. that was me. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, you know, look, there's the obvious question, you know, where, where did you get your influence from? And everybody's going to say Ziggy Marley and, and Bob Marley. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that to you. But, you know, I, I, I would like to know uh, what 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 influences in your life are there you know through you know your your parents through uh you know where you you know where you grew up in Jamaica your neighborhood your yeah. friends things yeah, like me, that what what yeah, yeah, to let, you yeah let me tell you um there is a place in Kingston Jamaica it's called Olympic Gardens that's my little area like how you have um Hartford and then you have a little section of Hartford so my area Olympic Gardens is um we're uh, really known for reggae studios and reggae labels like King Jammies, King Tubbies, um, all of the pioneers reading the reggae music. I live in that area, so there was a lot of i fis and sound systems that people own and buy them their vinyls, and they would play out like on a weekend, and we'd go there with the with the uh, transistor microphone and try to sing on the on the on the, on the B version, the version side of the of the, of the um. The vinyl, because there's always an instrumental side to it. One side is vocal plus instrumental, the other side is just playing instrumental. So we would imitate an American song or a, a Calypso song, whatever fits on that beat, that four beat to the bar thing. So everywhere you look around in Kingston or in St. Andrews or Trelawney or Montego Bay or whatever, there's musical influence just because of the genre so rich. Everywhere you turn on the radio, a guy with his guitar on the roadside, a car passing by, 
and it's all reggae music. So obviously you're so overwhelmed with that reggae um, influence that in your subconscious it's, it's building up. I don't even know. Sometimes things just come out of you that you know that it was there because you're so bathed within that influence. Now, I know no, Nigel. Jamaica. Go, go yeah, ahead, John. Go ahead, David. No, okay, no, no, you okay. go. Now, I've, 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 I've been to Jamaica a couple of times, and, of course, I've been to, you know, I went to Ocho Rios, which is, a you know, a tourist yeah. trap. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I, I also uh, went to uh, Falmouth, Jamaica. Yeah, man, Falmouth, which, uh, yep, yep. Oh, what, a, what a beautiful little town, and the history in that town is incredible. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, yes, I was there as a tourist, and yeah. it probably looked like a typical dorky American tourist. Uh, but I, you know, I, I was. We we were treated. My wife and I. We were treated with with such welcoming, open arms and such marvelous food and music and it it you know and and it. I mean, I was envious that people could live that way because every everywhere that I've lived in the United States, some places good, some places bad. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I have never seen such camaraderie and such spirit and such neighborhood love. As yeah, man, it's, a lovely vibe. It's, a, it's just a lovely tropical Caribbean vibe that welcomes everybody. Once you're there, we treat you with respect, with love, with honor, and give you all that spirituality so you could bring it back home and talk about us when you on your continent or, you know what I'm saying, so... And, and the cool yeah, thing about it was, it, it was genuine. I mean, it was. I was so blown away by the fact that it was genuine and it wasn't fake. And now Ocho Rios, that was a different story. Everybody wanted to know if I wanted to buy some pot while I was there. That's world renowned, man. That's known all over the world. I'm surprised you remember. Well, hey, the, 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 you know, the, 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 the Jamaican squiff is world famous for a reason. <laughs> Nigel, now you, Nigel, now you also. Uh, I, I know you express yourself in the form of, uh, of of teaching the the reggae music and the spirit to children. Uh, as a matter of fact, you have a classes in session on your uh, Facebook page uh, from just uh, yesterday, I believe it was. And yeah, yeah. I, I also noticed that uh, very quickly, I might add, that your music is not only uh, is not only uplifting and joyous, but there is a lot of social commentary, social content in there. So you're using your music to express yourself. Tell us about yeah. that. Well, I, well, whatever I see or uh, I'm listening to the news or somebody tells me something, I process it in my brain and see which way I could fit it musically or lyrically. So sometimes I get my content, my musical content, from listening to my friends beside me or uh, watching the news or reading something on Facebook or uh, whatever my eyeball catches or my ears catches or my intuition or whatever, uh, research. So most of these uh, reflections of my music is from all of this source of seeing, hearing, feeling, touching, tasting, whatever, to, to really get that content to, 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 to bring, bring across to, the, to my media, my, my um, audience, I should say. So, yeah, that's my source. That's, that's how it reflects. And I want to carry this one point further because 
the next song, uh, Nigel sent us some great music. Unfortunately, we're only going to have time for two tracks, and I yeah. want to be able to play this next track we're going to play. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I know Nigel has a reason for wanting us to be sure and include it too. Nigel, tell yeah. us about yeah. tell us about this song you did, the Haitian Project. Well, the Haitian Project. Now, um, 2010, I was in Hartford, Connecticut, and I hear this devastating news that um, Haiti has shutting down to the ground and all of that. So, um, we was wondering what we could do to help Haiti or the Haitian people um, get back on their feet. So. Me and my friends come together and we catch a melody and we wrote this song. It's like a, it's a three part, a three of us, like a three way combination. Um, two rapper, we say in Jamaica we call him DJ, but DJ's really this jockey. But in Jamaica, the guys that rap, Jamaicans call him DJ, while Americans call him rapper. And Americans gotcha. call the guy that spin the vinyl DJ, while we right. call them, them guys selectors. You know so, so, yeah, the, the the guys that do the vinyl and the CDs and the turntable, we in Jamaica call them selectors, while uh-huh. Americans call them DJs. Right. See, John, we've been selectors for years and didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably part of a conspiracy because if the uh, if our bosses gave us a nice title like that, they'd have had to pay us more. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the, the, well, the Asian project come about by us in our mind trying to help Haiti. So there is a, a beat that Bob Marley did. We took that beat and, and redid um, our song on it. So yeah. I got you. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And we are going to play that song for the folks coming up right now. Want to take this chance to thank you for coming by and spending some time with us on your Sunday, all the way from, uh, well, all the way from uh, from uh, Kingston Bay, uh, uh, Connecticut. Thank you so yeah. much, and thank you for sharing our music, your music with us. I do hope. Now you said you have some other stuff in the works. I hope that you'll yeah. come back and share that with us when it's ready too. Most definitely, David, man. And I I thank you for having me on the show. And all your listeners out there, man, support us and support David Bauer Award Show and keep listening to David. He's a good guy. John Bandrovia, uh, top of the day to you, man. Uh, thank, thank you. It's great, thank to, you, great Nigel. to have you us, Nigel. All right, and if man. We keep, if we keep playing good music like yours, I know the listeners are going to hang with us. So, too, our listeners <laughs> yeah. all around the world, here you go. Yeah. From Jamaica, by way of Connecticut, USA. This is Nigel Stevens, and the song is The Haitian Project. Yeah. This is Nigel Stevens, alongside Amosai Kirk. And Color Color Plus. Haitian Devastation. Bring them some flour, bring them some oil, bring them some sugar. Those them 
that to Obama. Fly some aircraft carrier, pick up some missions and bring them to Florida. Hot sexy girl they want Maria, you know see the Asians them want Maria. Show some love and rub down some barrier. Send my pants, send me my shirt, they you send me my shoes. Ready to ride, couple barracks to up, take up a ride to pierce in a two.
and we don't want them doing that. Computer Help USA can and will help protect your computer against the ne'er-do-wells of the world, whether it's locally right here in southwest Florida or if it's across the nation or even across the world. Computer Help USA can connect to your computer through the Internet and help you remotely to secure your computer and make sure that your browsing experiences are happy and are filled with security and peace of mind and uh, you know basically give you the ability to sleep well at night not wondering if some son of a bitch out there has stolen your identity we just don't want that to happen no way shape or form computer help USA Located in Naples, Florida, but really anywhere around the world that you need them, Computer Help USA, you can reach them by telephone at area code 239-596-6112. You can check them out at their website, www.comphelpusa.com. You can also send an, invo- uh, an email to support at comphelpusa.com, or of course find us on Facebook and Twitter. That's Computer Help USA for your peace of mind to keep you on the right road and not go off that uh, uh, the wrong uh, off ramp on the uh, superhighway of the internet. David, it's all it's all very yours. Good. very good, and I thank you so much. Did you notice, listeners? He said that all with the same mouth. Thank you very much, John Bon Jovial, and he's right about the uh, he's right not only about the problems with computers, but that Computer Help USA, uh, well, their name says it all. Their help is their middle name, and uh, they've been right. right back up now for uh, let's see, uh, fifteen years or so. So I've been it's with them almost 15, as long yeah. as they. I've been almost as long as they've been in business. They're good people. They know their stuff. And, yes, they can do. They can help fix your problems, solve your IT and computer problems online. So it doesn't matter where you are or what the traffic is like. Uh, write them at computer – write support at Computer Help USA or give them a call. Their number's online. You'll find them on Facebook, among many other places around the Internet. And uh, – We've got a group from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, coming up to join us in the very, uh, very near future, the next few minutes. And uh, then we'll uh, get on with our show. We'll have a couple of tunes by them. They are called Modern Day Poets. You'll find them online also. I want to be sure and mention, uh, which we did not mention at the top of the show, shame on me. Uh, If you have questions or comments, you'd like to get in online and uh, talk to us or our guests, give us a call at 347-945-7137. We also have a chat room on Blog Talk Radio. You can jump in there and talk with some of the other listeners uh, that are online with us and uh, get involved in the conversation. We try we try to get in there and talk with you. Also, it's sometimes a little hectic, and we don't get as we don't get the time to spend talking to you in the chat room that we would like to. But uh, by all means, jump in. You may find some of your friends on there as well. While we're talking awards, since this is the awards season, and this is the show where every show is an award show, why not? There's so many. What's one more? And we'll give you an award show every time. Uh, we gave an award earlier to the uh, Electronic Music Awards and Foundation, which will uh, be having their award show coming up on, uh, let's see, they're filming in April. The show comes on uh, Fox April 23rd, 
And while we're talking about awards, it makes me wonder, it brings up the the question to me, what is wrong with the music industry today? How about this now? Rihanna gets a platinum certification for anti, selling a million copies. And remember that, selling a million copies. Never mind that there are so many more people now than there were when the Million Seller Record Award was initiated many years ago. I mean, the population has expanded by, I don't have the exact figures, but we're talking millions. There's a lot more people out there buying music now than there was 10, 15, 20 years ago. And a million is almost a necessity today instead of the achievement that it used to be. But but the fact, <coughs> pardon me, the fact is the disc did not actually sell one million copies to purchasers. Instead, they were bought by Samsung. Now get this, we're not even talking just people going on by buying it by downloading it rather than buying hard copies. We're talking... Samsung, as part of their $25 million sponsorship deal, bought these copies. The The company bought the copies of the song and gave them away for free. Now, I know uh, old-time hardliners are going to come back at me and say, well, hey, Brian Epstein did that to get the Beatles started. Yeah, but not to this magnitude. Yes, he did buy a bunch of copies of the Beatles' first release, first album, to get them going. And I don't argue that at all. You have a valid argument. But this, I mean, come on. Rihanna is not an artist just getting started. This is an artist that sells millions of copies every time. Samsung went out and bought one million copies to guarantee the disc would go platinum. Sure, it speaks to how strong Rihanna is to the industry moguls, but what does it say about the award itself? To me, it cheapens the award to the point that it renders it almost meaningless. All it means, (coughs) pardon me again, all it means is that someone, anyone with enough money, can buy the award. We already have sports venues selling naming rights. I can live with that. But do we really want awards allegedly for merit bought and paid for? I mean, what's next? The Sony Grammys? The Buena Vista Oscars? Or how about the Goldman Sachs POTUS? Come on, America. John Bon Jovial, back to you. Okay, well, thank you, David. Uh, good words, you know, words, words of wisdom, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, the one part, though, that I will disagree with, though, is the fact that if they have to buy X number of copies of Rhiannon's record to make sure that she goes platinum, really, what does that say to her talent or anybody else's talent that that has to be done for a semi-established artist? Well, that was that was my point, and I, that I don't was a, feel it's a, that... rhetor- it's a rhetorical question. There's no answer needed. I think the answer is obvious. 
Right, and and this was this was pretty much the point I was speaking to. I don't think we're in disagreement on that at all. Uh, Rihanna is not a startup artist. She does not need that kind of boost to her career. And uh, yeah, I think I spoke. I think I spoke my mind. I, I think it's wrong. Enough said there, because we have another artist coming up on the show. We want to share them and their music with you. So we're going to do that right now, ladies and gentlemen, from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Here are modern day poets in a song called Going.
modern-day poets from Vancouver, British Columbia, and we have them on the line right now just just waiting to talk to you and tell you about themselves. So let's bring them on. I think we have, well, if I've got this right, we've got Bobby and Billy on this line, and I am about to bring in uh, Gina, Gina on this line. Hello there. You got it. How's it going? Hello. Hello. Doing great, guys and gals. Glad to have you with us here. Uh, just keep in mind now that we can see all the lines here. Uh, we can't see you. So, yeah, it's going to be possible to step on each other's toes just a little bit. Don't worry about it. If you got something to say, jump in and say it because we want to hear from you. These people, they don't come to this show to hear me talk. They come to hear about <laughs> you guys, your music, your experience and everything. So welcome to the David Bowers Awards. And let's start with Gina. Tell us about Modern Day Poets. Well, thank you very much for having us, first of all. Um, we are an indie rock band from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And we've been in, I guess we've been together for a year, really. This, uh, this February, we're going to have a show and we're celebrating our one year anniversary, which is pretty fantastic. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank the you. The first one is always the nicest. That's the one that gets <laughs> it all going. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully, well, I don't know. Hopefully, that's not fully true because I feel like it'll just get better each year, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. But usually, you know, once you get to that first anniversary, you've made it through one whole year, and you kind of you kind of build off of that. Okay, we had our start. We've made it one full year. We've got a whole year under our belts, and now now we're off and running. So what mm-hmm. have you got planned for, for your second year? Uh, for our second year, uh, we would like to go on the road. That would be really nice. That's definitely a big plan. Um, we'd love to get down to the States as well, down to Seattle, we're talking about. And we will be doing the uh, performing in the Birch Bay Music Festival as well again. Yeah. Fantastic. And if you get... Uh, if you get over on the inland end of the state, over around the Spokane, uh, you, you let me know because I have family out there, and I'd like to send them out to see you. So, uh, oh, definitely. Actually, actually, I have family in both ends of the state. I have a uh, I have a granddaughter in the Seattle area too. So, uh, I got you. I got spies on you. I can stalk you either side <laughs> of the state. There. <laughs> so, Wicked. Fantastic. Now. How long you've been in you've been together for a year now. How long have you been working on your recording projects? Uh, since we started, essentially. Right from the get-go. Oh yeah. And you have let's see what what is your what is your current status now? I don't, for some reason I don't have notes in front of me here. I uh don't have a list of what you have already recorded. You have a you have a disc out now, correct? Oh, no. Uh, we actually have uh, we have two singles out right now, two digitals, uh, or actually one digital single. I'm sorry. We have um, this city, which was our um, which was our initial release, our first release, uh, our first single. We released it in September. Um, that's available for purchase on iTunes and 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 where you get all your digital downloads. And uh, what you just heard going, it's actually only streamable on our website at 
moderndaypoets.ca. Um, we haven't officially released it. We just um, we have it up for streaming only right now. Fantastic. And uh, the uh, one that you mentioned, which was your uh, your initial release, The City, we will be playing after we get a chance to sit and talk with you guys. Now, uh, gentlemen, the gentleman who just jumped in, uh, which is this Bobby or Billy? It's Bobby, yeah. Bobby, okay. Thank you for your input. While we've got you on the line, let's give you the responsibility to tell us about the members of the group. Hello, the members of the group. Well, um... Well, of course, you got Gina, who, who you've been speaking to, and uh, she's our lead singer, and and um, and she's, uh, I guess she, yeah, she, we, I mean, the three, me, Billy, and Gina all kind of got together um, a year ago. Um, so you have Gina, you have myself, Bobby, which is the guitar player, and Billy, my twin brother, who's the drummer, and Zed, who's the newest member, and uh, he started in August. And uh, he's the bass player. Okay. Now, how did you guys come together? Um, we we came together. Um, I'm sure you know uh, our, our previous, me and Billy's previous uh, uh, project. We, um, you know, we kind of uh, parted ways. And and uh, last January, um, you know, I just said to Billy, I, you, you know, we gotta we gotta continue on. Uh, kind of getting this vision that I've we've wanted to get out for a long time and and so um in late January we started putting out feelers around the the music industry around here in Vancouver and and um by February we had our our lineup and and then we uh we stayed kind of in hibernation and did um did uh, rehearsals and stuff and just just uh stayed to ourselves until about March I think March or April when we first did our when we did our first show Okay, well, you, you guys got it off and, and running really uh, right from the start. You didn't have a lot of uh, run-up time there. Now, I understand you just shot here, uh, what, about a uh, uh, week and a half, two weeks ago, you shot the uh, official music video for Going. Is yeah. that out and available yet? Uh, it won't be. We're, uh, we're releasing it on the uh, February 26th. And that's actually when we're playing studio records. And that's going to be the video release show is February twenty Friday, February twenty sixth. So um, oh. it's not available. The the lyric video is available on YouTube, um, which uh, we released a few weeks ago. And yeah, the official video will be uh, February twenty sixth is when everyone can see it. Okay. Now the uh, release show you're talking about is that going to be available online? Uh, we haven't talked about it, <laughs> but, um, we're, we're, we're in plans right now to, um, to, uh, record it. And we've also, we're in plans to film it as well. So, um, but, um, at the very least, I mean, we can definitely look into, uh, having a streamed and what have you. And, and, uh, if, if that works out and we get a good enough feed, then we'll definitely post, uh, we'll post links and stuff and, and have people, um, uh, be able to be able to hear it so fantastic now you said yeah. that's the 26th correct yeah february 26th yeah okay so folks can just go to uh well they can go to your facebook page modern day poets and your website is uh www.moderndaypoets.ca that's ca remember that folks the dot ca because they are in fact from our our neighbors to the north and uh 
if you go to dot com, you're probably not going to find them. So the, yeah, you won't find them. John Bon Jovial is standing by with a question also. Uh, yes, yes, indeed, I am. First of all, guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. We're so glad Thank you're, you. you're with us. Thank I've you. got a couple of questions. Oh, sure. I, you know, I, okay, you, you guys have been together for a year, and I'm sure that you're starting to make waves and inroads around the Vancouver area. And I'm just curious, you know, have you played, uh, do you play a lot of the local clubs? Do you, have you played at the Commodore Ballroom or the Media Club or Gilton Company or any of those places? Uh, yeah, we played the Media Club um, in September. We actually had, when we released the city and released the video, we um, we had our, our release party there. So we have played the Media Club. Um, not quite at the Commodore Ballroom yet, but hopefully one day. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, great. Yeah, and we've been um, we've been at the Roxy. Can I ask, I've, been, I've I've been to Vancouver a few times, and 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 I've uh, taken although it's been a long time, but I've taken in acts and at some of these places, and and you know they're beautiful venues, sure. and uh, we, we we'd love to see. It. And I also used to live in Seattle, so uh, you know Seattle is a, a thriving you know progressive city, great great coffee, great beer, and great. <laughs> Great music. So if you guys can make it into some of the clubs there, uh, that would be a real feather in your cap. And I and I and I hope you're going to be able to do it. Based on what I heard on that first song, uh, you, you guys have got some real potential, and I'm so glad to hear that. Oh, thank uh, you. Oh, sure. Now the other question that I have is, um, how did you guys come together? You know, we're talking about your first anniversary, but somehow, some way, shape, or form, somebody had to bump into each other and come up with this brilliant idea of, hey. Let's start a band. So how, how did that happen? <laughs> um, well, we just uh, me and me and Billy we were twin brothers, and and we were in the previous band, and and we kind of disbanded, and and um, I just really just wanted to continue uh, making music and and uh, writing music and performing. So um, I kind of grabbed Billy and just said, let's go out and find a band. And, and believe it or not, Gina is uh, Craigslist. Um, like we we found her on Craigslist. Yeah, I was found... just gonna I was just gonna ask you that. How, you know, what, what you know? Where did you meet each other? And of course, Craigslist can be a great thing or an extremely weird thing. To be. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, what you doing? But... <laughs> well, it was it was funny because I mean, you know, I'm sure you guys, uh, you know, know you know a lot of what the, the genre and kind of the stuff that's being played nowadays and whatever. And so we, we, you know, we put out an ad and we got lots of response back. And, and then uh, when we sent our link out and said, this is the kind of music we want to do. Um, we had three people, three, three ladies email us back and said, okay, we're interested. So out of everything, you know, everyone kind of wanted to do pop and whatever. And we kind of had this vision that this is the way we wanted to go. And, and this is the kind of music we wanted to play. And, and thank goodness Gina was one of those, uh, one of those email back saying, "Yeah, man, I really, this, I really dig this. Let's do yeah. this." And and so um, she came and auditioned, and the second she came in and walked into the room, we're like, "Yeah, this is this is definitely going to be our new lead singer." So. <laughs> and, and 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 Gina, Gina, what did you think of these guys when you first hooked up with them? I mean, you know, when when you first met them, you know, was what was it like? Eh, I don't know. Or hey, this yeah, these guys are really onto something. You know, what 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 were oh, your thoughts? Oh yeah. I definitely thought they were on to something. Um, walking in the room, meeting these guys, uh, I 
I'll get I'll get it out of the way. I'll, they were twins, identical twins, so I was tripping out. It was awesome. <laughs> I like I, I think the twins are just I don't know. It's this weird little fetish thing. But no, they're they're also uh, the back then. Also, we were with Kevin, uh, our bass player at the time, and they were really special. These guys. I walked in met them, I'm like, these guys are just super nice. <laughs> this is cool. And hearing the music, too, it, it reminded me of things that really influenced me throughout my childhood and up till today. Um, you know, different, unique, with some simplicity, but also very rooted, bluesy, heartfelt. I, I just, yeah, I was blown away by these guys when I first met them. And to this day, I'm always surprised by little things that they do. <laughs> well, that's terrific. That is, I mean, it it it, it sounds like it, it sounds like there's a, a level of chemistry there that uh, probably didn't take too long to gel. Uh, you had mentioned earlier about going down to Seattle, possibly. Uh, what about venturing further into the states? Uh, are, are there any thoughts of doing that and, and visiting some of the other cities uh, in the U.S. that are, you know, known for its indie venues? Cities like Portland, Oregon, or uh, you know, or Eugene, or you know, even uh, you know, even even like Gainesville, Florida, which 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 has a, a huge indie music scene. I realize mm-hmm. it's a little bit diametrically opposed to physically where you are. But, you know, what are your thoughts on, on getting out and about and, and, and trying to set up a tour? Oh, we, oh man, we would love to just, we would love to go all over the states, you know. We'll go uh, anywhere. But, yeah, we totally. <laughs> Even the, we'll totally, go to the U.K., we'll go anywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the with, with us, it's just right now finding, um, you know, finding our place and uh, and then also, you know, kind of not even beating around the bush about it finding somebody that will work with us to uh to help us uh get out there you know and and uh and get us down there and and uh and and start reaching out to uh, a broader fan base and and um and going all over would be fantastic and playing our music all over would be like it would be a dream dream for all of us for sure okay david what you got Oh, okay. I appreciate your uh, you come up with some good, insightful questions and uh, get some great answers from them. What I'd like to know is, what are your recording plans in the future? <laughs> well, we're recording right now. We're recording. Uh, uh, we're always recording. Actually, we're you know, it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, we would love to sit down and and uh, and do an, a full length album um, and. Uh, you know, right now we're 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 recording another single, and and uh, we're just um, hopefully, you know, we'll release it in the next couple of months. Uh, we have another song that's already been done that was done with City and Going, and uh, that one's just waiting in the wings as well. And and uh, you know, we're just kind of, um, yeah, we're just, you know, we're doing a little bit like we're recording all the time, and you know, we're just strategically listening to what we got and saying okay what you know what are we going to release and what are we not going to release and you know we kind of have you know uh, our producer that was helping us out and stuff and you know we 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 just want to we want to kind of ease in and and let people absorb us and 
and then uh, and then kind of go from there. So, but recording wise, yeah, we're constantly recording. Um, it's great nowadays. Technology, uh, I can. I can do something, send it to Billy, and Billy can put drums on it and send it back to me, and and uh, we don't always have to be in the same room together, and and then um, yeah, we just kind of collaborate constantly, and we're always together every week. We're constantly together, and so it's 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 a great thing, and and uh, but hopefully we'd like to get a full length album out, um, you know, sooner than later, anyway. Sure, I know. What's that, sorry? Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, what you just you, when when you mention a full length album, it 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 makes me think of another question, and, and not to sound sound like some kind of a you know dime store psychologist or anything like that, but uh, where, where do you guys see modern day poets in five years? Oh man, um, we you know what we would like to be doing is is touring. Um, you know, we want to have a, a, a social media so, social media strategy um, where we can, you know, constantly be in touch with our fans, uh, be in touch with our audience, and um, you know, in, in five years we would definitely like to have a full length album and and be touring it and be you know successfully touring it and and. Um, you know that's the that's the broad scope, but there's many little micromanaging things that that lead up to what we want to be doing in five years, and and so we do definitely have kind of our ducks in a in a line, and we just uh, we're trying to hit them and knock them down one by one, and and uh, to to achieve our our long term goal, which is to be out and and touring successfully, touring um, in front of uh, in front of our fans and audience. Do you guys have uh, Do you guys have uh, uh, management? We don't actually. No. Uh, we're doing everything ourselves at the moment, um, but uh, and we're not opposed to it. We just haven't, uh, you know, we haven't gone out to uh, inquire about it, and no one's inquired uh, to us about it. So, um, um, but we're definitely up and open for it. And uh, but yeah, right now we're doing everything on our own. Do you get any airplay on any of the uh, uh, local Vancouver uh, FM stations? No, not at the not at the moment. I mean, we've we've been played on the indie show um, um, a couple times and stuff like that. But you know, the 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 thing is, is is um, up here. You know, me and Gina were at a music conference, uh, a music conference where they were talking about you know radio play and everything else, and and you know. There's so many bands out there, so many successful bands that are already, you know, platinum, and uh, they're trying to get on the radio. And they're, sure, you know, there's only sure. there's only so many, like in today's pop radio or rock radio or whatever, you know, there's you know you listen to it for three hours and then it's completely like they're just replaying basically the same music yeah. every three hours. Right. And, right. and so you break that down and you know there's 15, 20, 25 artists that are on the radio. Um, the last thing they're going to do is look at us because they're looking at all the multi-million dollar record sellers and and um, um, us little modern day poets definitely are not in their scope of uh, of playlists at the moment so uh, we would yeah. love to be but um, I think the only way we can reach people is to um, 
is to go out and play and just show them what we're all about. And so that's you know, I, I, yeah, I remember years ago when I when I lived in the Seattle area, and I, of course this is going back to the you know late '80s, early '90s. But there was a Canadian AM station uh, out of Vancouver that I used to listen to, and unfortunately their call letters escaped me. Uh, but like most AM stations, they're probably not playing music anymore. But they specialized in playing bands that were uh, strictly from British Columbia. Yeah. And not oh. only Vancouver, but from, you know, places like Quinnell and, and, uh, and, and other towns. And mm-hmm. I remember just being absolutely fascinated by it. And uh, I don't know how much money they made doing it, but, of course, you know, everything has changed so much now with the advent of streaming music on demand and radio mm-hmm. just not having the influence that it used to have. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as management is concerned, look, we know some people – I'm not going to name them on the air by name because I don't know if they, you know, have openings. Uh, but we're gonna we're we're gonna drop your name and see if uh, maybe we can't get you some help in that area. That would be great. That's huge. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Um, well, that's oh, part sure. of what we're here for. Uh, you know, the the basic idea is uh, we we play a lot of new emerging upcoming artists whatever you want to call them aspiring stars whatever and uh we also play the name artists too because you know we we want to uh, we want to be able to play everything and my my if you want to call it my mission statement uh when i first came up with this idea and started with uh john with whom we worked in uh Tampa Bay Radio together long ago in a galaxy far away. Uh, my, my basic my basic premise was kind of twofold. It was, <clears throat> other than just being fun, and I love to do it, it was uh, payback to the artists of years past whose music helped me, you know, kept me in a job where I was able to raise a family. And also mm-hmm. kind of a pay it forward to the new upcoming artists by giving them a one more stage that they could play on. Because Lord knows there are a diminishing number of stages for uh, upcoming artists to expose their music and talents on. And if I could just open another door, give them another venue where they can play their music for listeners both locally and around the world and maybe get that one listener that's going to step up and say, Hey, listen, I got a place for you guys. Mm. Then we've accomplished something. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that the, the music industry is, is, you know, we, uh, we, we love it here in Vancouver. You know, we're really trying to get the artists all together again and 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 just be like you know kind of supporting each other you know um just not looking at each other like hey this is uh you know competition it's not competition like we're artists and and let's go out and celebrate each other and 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 come to each other's shows and 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 support each other support one another and and uh you know that's that's fantastic to hear that i mean that's I mean that's a that's a great thing, and uh, we were very appreciative, for sure. Well, you know, David, I was going to say, Dave and I have been in radio, you know, I mean, individually, you know, for over forty years each, and uh, 
uh, you know, we, 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 we cut our teeth on terrestrial radio. Uh, you know, hey, that was so-and-so. Here's thus and such, and it's 72 degrees, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we did that for so many years, and, uh, you know, there were times when we had program directors that were our bosses that were complete and total idiots and wouldn't, couldn't see a song that – uh, that was was destined to become a hit until some other station jumped on it. And then we had program directors such as ourselves that <laughs> were able to recognize something uh, before it hit, and uh, we 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 would play it. And and that's because we believed in a concept called texture programming. Texture programming uh, being something that you know. Okay, what's our mission with this radio station? What's the sound we want to achieve? Does this fit in with? It? Okay, if so, let's play it. As a good example, um, I jocked on a country station in Tampa, Florida, many years ago, WSUN, and uh, hardcore country. I mean, cut the syrup with a knife, country. And uh, and and in 1969, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young came out with "Teach Your Children," which is a gorgeous country-flavored song. We played it because it fit. And uh, so this is, um, you know, this is one of the things that we've uh, strived to do. And, of course, with a big part with the David Bowers Awards show uh, is to find those indie artists that not only do we think will fit the format, but also that we think have a future. Uh, you know, we're not going to take somebody that's playing outback porch music just because their grandpa did it. Uh, but we, we want to we find bands that have real potential. Yeah. Right. Well, artists that have, you know, one, they have a basic talent. Two, they have a way of expressing that talent and and showing it off that we feel people would want to hear. We're not, you know, when, when John says we want, uh, you know, music that fits the overall mold or, or image that we're trying to project, it's not a limitation because Lord knows we we'll play any genre. And we've had uh, we've had some great artists on. We've had some that were marginal, but I, we felt they actually had something to say. There was a there was a reason that they should be. We don't have any real limitations, except that uh, you know, we we won't get too gross. We don't get into uh, you know we we don't get into exploitation. Uh, for example, uh, you know music that just uses crap words for exploitation or sales yeah. purposes. Yeah, hey, there's going to be a bad word said every now and then. That's going to happen. That's part of life. But we're, we, don't, we don't need X-rated lyrics just to sell music. And uh, basically, that's it. If it's good enough to have somebody who might want to listen to it, then it's good enough for us to want to expose it for people to listen to. Yeah, that's fantastic. You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, music's pretty. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was, all I was gonna say is that um, what you'll hear from us so far is just really clean, um, pretty positive music with a positive message, essentially. You know? Yeah, and I mean, and, we'll. And, oh, sorry. No, that's all right. The message doesn't even have to be positive, as long as if you're going to convey a message, make it meaningful. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Okay. We've got, I mean, we've got some dirt. We've got some down and dirty stuff coming along the way too. Definitely. Well, yeah. Um, that we're in. Yeah. <laughs> every everybody does to varying degrees, and that's that's again that's 
part of life. I mean, mm-hmm. you get into a family situation, and it's you know it's not all the Brady Bunch. There's a lot of families that are a little rougher edge than that, and most families. <laughs> I don't know a Brady Bunch other than the one on TV. Uh, I mean, most families do have some rough edges, and uh, they have some down and dirty moments there too. But then on oh, the yeah. other hand, <clears throat> on the other hand, I'm and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna step into something here where I've taken some heat in the past, but nevertheless, it's it's my opinion, and it's my show, so. You know, I can get away with it, and as I tell most, as I tell anybody, if you don't like what we're presenting, don't waste your time writing me letters about it. Unless you're going to make a positive suggestion of what you'd like me to do, don't yeah. listen. You know, if you don't like it, don't listen. Don't come telling me that I'm violating your rights by playing something you don't like to hear. But uh, an, an example that I've used, very recent, is uh, the the use of the word bitch. I mean, we had the occasion, which has been all over the news, of the word being used in a lyric, which it has been used a lot. And the artist comes out and says, it's a term of endearment. Come on. Give me a break. You know, I'm not stupid. All right. I'm not maybe, you know, I'm not the youngest kid on the block. I'm probably not the most hip kid on the block. But I'm not stupid either. Mm-hmm. And when you say something like that, that's like me coming out and saying, okay, then I'm going to use the N-word in a song because it's a term of endearment. Because yeah. rap artists rap artists use it all the time, so that means it's cool, right? It must be a term of endearment, too. Come on, don't give me that crap. You, know, <laughs> that's, you don't need to go to that route. It's like, uh, you know, we're old enough to remember when comedians could get laughs without telling dirty jokes. I mean, I'm not saying you're not going to get an off-color joke once in a while and that it would be wrong if you did, but come on, you don't have to base your whole routine on it. Yeah. No, we hear (laughs) you. And we want to hear what you're doing. So when you get some more new music ready and you want to release it, expose it, or whatever – Give us a call. We're exhibitionists. We'll expose anybody. <laughs> Seriously, though. We want, Guys, we want like-minded people. <laughs> there you go. I want to remind you and all of our artists that uh, we also have two other pages besides my personal page on Facebook. We have the David Bowers Awards radio page, which is primarily for artists that have appeared on the show Uh, You're welcome to come on and post any of your music-related items, show dates, uh, uh, recording sessions, new releases, pictures, whatever you've got. That's what it's there for. My other Facebook page, the David Bowers Music Groups, the David Bowers Awards Music Groups page, that's there for general music news. Even if you've never been on the show and you've got something you want to post on there, that's what it's there for. So feel free Jump on, post whatever you've got that you'd like to spread the word about, especially the more out of market it is, because let's face it, we are not a, uh, you know, we're not Vancouver based. We're not based in any particular market that we're aiming at. We broadcast Mm -hmm. to the world and that's the way we like it. So feel free to jump in, post your stuff on there. Again, Facebook, the David Bowers Awards radio page for guests in the show. 
the David Bowers Awards Music Groups page is for anybody with any musical information that they'd like to share or questions. We run polls. We ask questions. It's very interactive. Feel free to jump in there also. And we would like to thank you guys very much for coming and spending time with us today. It's been a ball. We do look forward to you coming back in the near future. Be sure and keep in touch with us because we like to know what's going on. And we will help promote anything that you tell us you've got coming up that you'd like people to know about. We'll be happy to share it. Wicked. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being on with us. Thank you so much, David. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're yeah. very welcome. You're very welcome. I was just going to say, Gina, Bobby, Billy, Modern Day Poets, thank you so much. We're so glad you came and shared the afternoon with us. And we're going to close out this afternoon with the tune we spoke of a little bit earlier. This was your first release. It's called This City by Modern Day Poets. Thank you so much, guys, for being here. Thank you to all of our wonderful guests today. 
Nikki Chris for taking time out of a very busy schedule to report to us live from the Grammys in Los Angeles. Lauren Anthony, our Native American, my fry bread brother, for telling us about the uh, the situation with the Native Americans involved in the Adam Sandler flick, The Ridiculous Six, and for sharing his spoof song, Walk Off on You. Also, Nigel Stevens for being the first to bring reggae music to the David Bowers Awards. You have an award there yourself, Nigel. You are now awarded the original reggae king of the David Bowers Awards. And also, of course, to our last guest there from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Modern Day Poets. And I should hasten to mention, we didn't get into, and it's my mistake, we did not get into the uh, their websites other than their Facebook site. I should mention that uh, because of an unfortunate situation, their Twitter account, if you look for them on Twitter, it's at Modern Day Poets, M-O-D-E-R-D-A-Y-P-O-E-T-S. The N gets lost. The N in modern gets lost. So uh, if you look for them on uh, Twitter, you'll need to just skip the letter N as in Nancy at the end of modern. It's modern day poets on Twitter. Okay? Thank you so much. Thank you to all of our guests. And to those of you looking for us online, we've had a couple of people ask us for some of the older Rockstar 101 posts that we've done. If you uh, follow it all, you know I post four times a day. I will post a tip on how to become a rock star and what it takes to make a successful career in rock music. If you'd like to see the past ones, keep in mind that hashtags are a filing system, okay? That's, for those of you who don't understand hashtags, that's it in a nutshell. Basically, they are a filing system. So if you go on to Twitter or Facebook or any social media that uses the hashtag system, put on hashtag TDB, as in the David Bowers, hashtag TDB, and hashtag Rockstar101. And it'll bring up the whole library of the past Rockstar 101 posts. Also, if you'd like to be on the show or you know of an act that should be on the show, don't hesitate to bring us bring it to our attention. Artists, send your EPK to David at the David Bowers Awards. Put guest in the subject line. That's David at the David Bowers Awards. Guest in the subject line and include your EPK. And if you're a person who knows an artist that you'd like to have on the show, you can either talk to the artist and tell them to contact us that way, or you can send us the artist's name and contact information, whether it's a website or their email or whatever, and we'll check them out and see. Maybe we'll get them on the show too. Thank you again so much. And John Bon Jovial, take us home. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just want to let you know, folks, that the David Bowers Awards is produced, directed, created, and otherwise uh, you know, regurgitated <laughs> from the uh, studios of Computer Help USA <laughs> in Naples, Florida, and also right, along fun. the banks. 
yeah, you like that. Huh? Also, uh, we come to you from uh, along the banks of the majestic Colorado River in beautiful Bullhead City, Arizona. And uh, the David Bowers Awards is a product of Stick It In Your Ear Productions. You can find us on iTunes, 365 Internet Radio, CMG Global Radio, BFM, that's B-E-E-F-M, and, of course, Renegade Femme Radio. Click the follow link on Blog Talk Radio's page and the like uh, for David Bowers. Boy, I really screwed that up, didn't I? Uh, uh, like the David Bowers on Facebook, it's so hard to like you sometimes, I'm telling you. Uh, like the David Bowers uh, on Facebook and follow us on Twitter uh, to find out more about our next show. Be sure to join us for the David Bowers Awards Sunday, March 13th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, when our guests will include live from South by Southwest Texas Rock stars uh, David Martinez and Jimmy Weldon, uh, plus some funky New York blues rock from the End Men. Follow the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio and all these other silly little uh, social media pages that we've mentioned to you, uh, Twitter, Facebook, etc. And you can be the first to find out uh, about what is going on in the wild, wacky, and wonderful world of indie rock music. Until then, for the David Bowers and Nick the Geek, hop along Sarcassity and all of our crew of rejects here at the Insane Asylum I am yours truly, John Bon Jovial, saying thanks for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful month of February. We'll see you in March. Love one another, and we'll see you next time on The David Bowers.